Welcome to the Spectrum of Health podcast. Today, my guest is Kaya Hedberg, and we're going to be talking about from imprint to blueprint, pre and perinatal healing. A little bit about Kaya. Kaya was born and raised in Hawaii. She went on to complete a BA in women's studies at Brown University. She received a master's in traditional Chinese medicine from Five Branches University, where she then became faculty. In 2008, she began and still continues postgraduate studies in full five element acupuncture with her mentor. Kaya also completed last year a two-year professional training in pre and perinatal somatic psychology with Nana Martin. Kai is the mother of two sons and is the wife of herbalist and acupuncturist Darren Huffle. Please enjoy my podcast today with Kaya Hedberg. Welcome everyone to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm Dr. Christine Schaffner and today my guest is Kaya Hedberg okay. and we're going to be talking about from imprint to blueprint pre and perinatal healing. Mm-hmm. This is really powerful work and I was honored to experience it myself directly with Kaya's one-on-one Zoom call that we did and it was just really really powerful that we could even do this work in the stage mm-hmm. via Zoom and I just really felt so inspired by it that I wanted to share this methodology with my community and so welcome Kay. it's really an honor to have you mm, it's an honor to be here thank you oh well you know we've connected already so deeply in so many ways and i know you through darcy who's your sister who helps mm-hmm. me behind the scenes with a lot of my work here and she just knew we needed to connect and she's mm-hmm. always wise in that way and as i mentioned before you know a lot of my patients you know, understand, you know, the role of, or maybe they're new to it or open to it, but the role Mm -hmm. of how many things inform our physical body, especially Mm -hmm. by the time someone comes into my office, it's usually not just like a B vitamin deficiency or get off of gluten. It's it's Mm -hmm. deeper work that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And so we're always looking at different modalities to help facilitate someone getting to that true root cause, whether it's physical, energetic, emotional, Tell us really how you came to this work of looking at pre and perinatal healing. Yes. So um, originally, and I still am a a classical five element acupuncturist. And um, so I'd say the nature of that work is quite deep. It's, I'd say, kind of a spirit level acupuncture. My first son was born 15 years ago. And that birth, I'd say, really initiated me into this into at least into birth and into the influence and impact of birth. And it was, I'd say it was a very challenging and beautiful and invoking time. It was like a baptism of sorts that really, um, I'd say pierced me in a lot of ways. And so, and I'd say awoke me to the weight of birth. And I remember having questions, but not being able to find answers and doing a lot of searching. And and then eight years later, I had, uh, I gave birth to my second son. And that um, was also just a a, a beautiful and eye-opening experience. And when he was young, he had um, an accident, traumatic accident um, that all ended well, but it was also another piercing experience that had me awaken to, okay, uh, looking at kind of these, you know, early influences and how to heal early influences. And it was shortly after that, that I came across Ray Castellino's work and he was leading a womb surround process workshop. And I just, it's hard to explain, but I just knew 
knew that I needed to do the work. And, you know, the description was brief, but it was something about like working through your, basically your birth pattern. And, uh, so went to the workshop and sat down and right away when he started speaking, I was like, this, this is it. You know, this is, this is the work I need to be doing. This is, this is my work. And, and after that, I did a lot of work and research and was able to find, uh, Myrna Martin's, uh, work. And she was leading a two-year professional training actually here in Santa Cruz. So it worked out really well. So I could do the training and still parent and work, do it all. So there was a blessing. It felt very all in alignment. So that's how I came into this work. And then, and actually, while I should mention this, while I was doing the work and still to this day, I get a lot of support as well. I get a lot of um, mentoring and support. And um, really a lot of this work is, is been supporting me on my material and the layers, my prenate layers. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to work through my own chronic conditions, one in particular, and it's been the, I'd say the most effective in really creating a tangible, not just tangible, but like I'd say per permanent, it's not quite the word, but a very strong shift. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I love, of course, your story. And I'm so glad that you, you know, followed synchronicities in your life to study this work. And that's mm -hmm. it all aligned when things align like that. And mm -hmm. we have to follow, right? And, you know, I, I was recently at a conference um, this past weekend and one of the speakers talked about this idea of remission, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, this idea of remission versus, you know, really getting to the root cause and mm. healing, right? And yeah. as you're you're speaking, I just am you know, reflecting back on that. And of course, that's what I want for yeah. my patients. And we see, we see like, you know, chronic illness and healing from chronic illnesses are not linear. They're very mm -hmm. um, dynamic and fluid, you know, journeys that people go through. But, you know, again, as a practitioner and a physician, my goal is always for them to, fully move beyond what else you know physically and so mm -hmm. again we can we can get to the, all these layers right we can see what they need to do in their physical body but this like feels the work that you're going to share feels like mm -hmm. almost like one of the deepest layers to look at of our being Yes. So can you just, as we, I know we, we know what we're talking about, so <laughs> but for, you know, to take a step aside, you know, so what, what are we talking about? Like, what mm -hmm. is this work when we talk about pre and perinatal mm -hmm. somatic psychology? So, you know, pre and perinatal somatic psychology is basically going back to the earliest roots of an issue. And one of the things that I'm trained and will continue to train myself and getting training in doing is watching what the body wants to say, because the body has information and the body contains implicit memories. And so basically, you know, pre and perinatal somatic psychology goes back to, again, the, the earliest roots. Um, it is a body centered, emotionally focused way of healing these early imprints and restoring integration. Mm -hmm. So, and quite often, um, PPN is, I'll, I'll sometimes abbreviate it as PPN. So Great. is, um, often one of the missing links in health. And one of my hopes in presenting this is to support that broadening of the scope of what influences health like what actually influences health, what touches health. And then with that scope broadened, then we can also broaden, uh, you know, what can therefore transform health. Mm 
when I was meditating this morning, you know, feeling into this um, podcast today, the words that came through were um, reshaping medicine. Mm. So this idea of reshaping what, you know, medicine, I use that in a broad way, but like to include these again, to broaden the timeline of what affects, what affects one's being and one's ultimately one's health. So I love that. And, you know, I love your inspiration with the meditation because I, I do feel that the work you're doing, I'm doing, and, you know, our network of colleagues is really, you know, what the paradigm of medicine needs to shift and we need to reshape that. And, mm -hmm. you know, as you're talking about looking at, you know, it's the, once we understand this conversation, this work today, it's like, there's so many layers. And then also, you know, just in of transforming the birthing process, to, you know, mm -hmm. women, you know, mm -hmm. yes, such a, you know, need for that, that we can maybe touch on today too. So, so what you're sharing is that really the roots of who we are start, you know, before we are birthed through, you know, our mothers, however that is. So we really start from a awareness or a consciousness mm -hmm. um, before we're born. So exactly. Yes. I will do my best. <laughs> I don't know if there's much more to say about that, but yeah. that that's exactly it. That, that there, that consciousness begins, you know, at, is, is a happening in birth. It's happening in the first 18 months. It's happening at birth. It's happening in utero. It's happening, um, pre-conception. -con um, I, I, I remember I met with my OB a number of months ago and she was just checking in on like, okay, what's life like for you? And I told her this about this work I was doing and, and I was explaining to her. And so she's like, wait a second, she, you know, so the, so you're talking about how the mom feels at birth. I was like, no, I'm talking about how the baby feels at birth. And mm -hmm. so I got to see firsthand how that's like, again, a radical concept that the baby is sentient and conscious. Which is interesting, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's life. The heart is beating from, you know, however many weeks there's, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it, in our culture, we don't always equate this, you know, just because there's life in the womb that mm -hmm. there is a consciousness. And because, you know, when we think about it, many of us don't remember, you know. I, exactly. I, I have never met anyone who remembered being in the womb of their mothers. So that's probably why that's a hard, you know, shift to make. But as you mentioned, and what I see all the time, and I have different ways that I've made sense of this myself, that the that even though the mind might not know, the body knows. And so Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. And I, yeah, sure. I'll do my, again, I'll yeah. do my best there. So the body knows. And one of the ways of looking that is again, that the early wiring of our autonomic nervous system, right. Mm -hmm happens. Um, it happens very early and, um, it influences our health. It influences our wellness. It influences disease. So that autonomic nervous system gets that wiring so early. Um, one way that my teacher describes it is she'll hold up, you know, a piece of paper and just describe how that early wiring happens and that there's a, a fold in a paper. So for those of you who can't see, I'm just holding a piece of paper and I'm, I'm folding it and that there's a crease there and that there's, you know, from these again, early influences, they create these imprints and these imprints then are part of us. And the challenge is, is that so many of these things happen so early for us that we are undifferentiated from it, that we, that we feel like, um, 
that they are part of us. So, so they, we take on these things unconsciously. And so part of this work is bringing consciousness to the unconscious. So, so, you know, as we look at this and that's a beautiful explanation. So when, you know, someone's in my office, they have, you know, chronic Lyme disease, you know, Mm -hmm. they, you know, have all of these symptoms how, you know, how do we look at this perspective in light of, you know, that present day situation? So maybe mm-hmm. from your experience so far, mm-hmm. maybe when you have a patient like this, you know, mm-hmm. that, you mm-hmm. know what, are, what are some connections that you've seen with this work and mm-hmm. with somebody have, having a, a persistent chronic illness? Mm-hmm. I will actually share, I actually got permission from a, from a patient to share about her story. And she actually is someone who has had Lyme. And, um, so she, uh, came in and, and one of the things that we found in her story, so she, she was responding to treatment, but again, there were these blocks. And basically what we found out in her story was that when she was one month old in utero, her sister, who was, I believe two or three years old, died suddenly. And so what we uncovered was that, um, this, the, the impact of this experience on her, and I'd been working with her for a number of years before I studied the PPN work. But once I started studying the PPN work, I started bringing this more to the front. And basically what, what we found was that some of these like experiences of being, um, in pain and constricted were experiences when we, when we again, dropped in and slowed down and felt into what was going on. We uncovered that a lot of what she was experiencing was her experience in utero and that experience of feeling uh, responsible, feeling like I'm not supposed to be here, feeling of being alone, uh, questioning her own existence. And so we got to just, again, slow everything down, make differentiation. And again, this is a whole process here of how, how we do this. It's, it's both simple and has parts to it. But through doing that, um, this, I'd say this amazing, I'd say life force was able to then come through and, you know, it translates into her health, but it also translated into her professional career. And she was able to find her voice and find her expression and really be able to own that she has a right to exist and be here. So, so it's just one example. If, mm-hmm. if that, um, answers yeah. your question. Yeah, definitely. And it's, um, it highlights the importance of, you know, we, you know, for a patient like the one you just shared, you know, some people could just stop at, oh, you know, you have Lyme, so we have to do this treatment and that treatment and get this bug and that bug. And yeah. We don't realize that part of the vulnerability for her to have Lyme and to begin with, yes, you know, is, yes imprint that you know yes unconscious subconscious but her body remembers that makes her vulnerable to yes. not fully recovering from a physical ailment really well said <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> and it was really interesting as you were saying okay there's you know basically all these interventions, do this, do this. I could feel speed showing up in my system and anxiousness showing up inside of me in that. And I think a lot of, I don't know, I can't speak for everyone, but patients maybe experience that of like, here's something from the outside coming in to fix me. 
And right there, there's, there's like a, a loss of self, right? There's like this uh, loss of potency, a loss of, of ownership. And, um, and so what I appreciate about this work, what I found is that the more that we get people in their bodies, in their own very own soul spirit experience, their own bodies, that I find that usually a few, one of several things happen. One is sometimes there, there is a, like something miraculous, you know, that happens. I've, I've bear, have borne witness to that. And I, I always like so humble when that does happen because humbled because it's so powerful. So there's that. I also find that when we do this work that quite often, then when they go say to another uh, modality, I'll give a kind of general description, say if someone has back pain and nothing is fixing and nothing's helping it. Um, when we treat the, when we go to the root of what's going on there, that maybe then when they go see the chiropractor, the treatment actually holds, right? The treatment can then hold because basically the body, body, mind, spirit is saying yes, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Is saying yes to this. Mm-hmm. So, and then the, the, the other thing that can happen, I'm going to try to name what this is, but it's like, um, this, where they get an insight, something will happen where they get this awareness of a sort of an aha moment of like, Oh, actually this is what I need, or this is what's going on, or this is where I need to go. And, um, and I, I'm always, or synchronicity, and I'm always amazed at that, how that happens just by supporting someone in coming back to their, to their very own selves. That's beautiful. And I think, you know, I'm, um, I love that you share, like, that's when you see like this really the realm of miracles or kind of inspiration or, you know, these really profound moments right really can be that thing that just changes everything else and so yes. I'm, I'm always in search of <laughs> that for my patients because you know healing is it can be so hard you know it can be so hard it can be so expensive it can take so long uh-huh. so you know I, I think and I'm you know in this myself it's like we're all you know very I think well-intentioned especially in the alternative medical community of like helping give people Mm -hmm. an understanding and a framework and a you know helping to fix them you know Mm -hmm. you know and there's a place for that because when you're really really sick you you yes like help yes yes you can do this work yes i see that but it's you know once you kind of build that person up you know they can receive that work and their physical body can go there it's you know really facilitating that empowerment and and that's where I, I, you know, work with a lot of patients and I find the people that, of course, I work the best with is we see this as a collaborative kind of experience. Like, I'm not healing anyone. It's just that facilitation of getting them in touch with themselves, right? Yes. To, to cut into that, in touch with that energy that heals, right? And exactly. So, so, no, that's why I, you know, love this work. And, you know, as we said, right, can we maybe take a moment to say, like, you know, a lot of things get screwed up in birth these days, right? Yes, you yes. Know? And so, you know, I, it's probably been happening, you know, there's always every generation deals with something, but I feel yes. like for the present time, you know, there's, I think, still such a crisis in the birthing process for women, you know, and it, it's become a very medicalized and disempowering, you know, process when it's supposed to be this, the most yeah. empowering day of a woman's life, right? Yes. And so maybe, to, I mean, I'm sure that's part of the study that you've done looking at that piece and maybe for anyone who mm-hmm. has gone through something or mm-hmm. wants to have a baby or maybe pregnant out there, mm-hmm. just some reflections on what mm-hmm. we do with birth. So 
One of the things that I find very important is preconception. So if possible from the beginning to choose, you know, to have a choice, like I, I consciously am choosing this. I'm choosing to bring a being in that's um, having that clear intention. is just, it's just organizing. And that said, say, oops, I, that didn't happen. We can still repair. We can have a conversation with the baby. We can say, you know, mama, papa, or mama, mama, or whoever, whoever the parents are, right? Like mm. we or well, actually, usually it's very intentional <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two yeah. moms, but anyway, in a situation yeah. where maybe it wasn't intentional that we can re- repair that. So intentionality is very important and claiming that. And if there is any, we'll say, um, use of, we need, um, to do, uh, artificial support. That's very important that we bring the energy again of the, of the parents into the experience. And that again, that the mother feels like she is the one choosing in charge. And that, that sense of again, agency, also connection is very important. So again, communicating from an early start, you know, with, with the being out there and just saying, Hey, I'm ready. Um, please come. I mean, this is heavily simplified, but that's really important. You know, it's important that, um, I'm just smiling here because I remember with my second son, when I, you know, uh, was pregnant, I decided, I just wanted to know, I didn't want to take a test. I just wanted to know. And then I, um, so I had a feeling I was pregnant. I was ready to call the midwife and set up care. And my husband was like, shouldn't you take a test first to make sure that you're pregnant? And then yeah. we were laughing about that, but I was very clear that I wanted to have that kind of knowing exactly. Mm-hmm. So another thing is, you know, while pregnant, it's, I just find like one of the key pieces in working with women who are pregnant, that it's important to have um, to support the, the mom in being as calm, supporting her nervous system. It's, it's a time to really have lots of support. And I think in our culture, that's like heavily omitted, or there's women who are needing to do it all. And so, um, I'm a big fan of support, support, support. There's a, there's a term in, in uh, PPN of two layers of support. It's important for the baby to have two layers of support. So there's mom and then whoever's supporting mom. Mm-hmm. So, so that's really important to have that. And so, and then whoever's supporting mom has another layer of support. So these mm-hmm. it's actually, I know the, the um, listeners can't see this, but behind you, there's a picture with these rings going out. Like that's how we want to have, um, the experience for mom. So layers of support, getting treatment, getting care, and really supporting the mom also in working through her own material as well, because her own material is going to come up along the way. So getting support and working through one's own imprints. And then another piece that I really appreciate is differentiation and making differentiating statements. So for instance, if mom is feeling anxious, cause that's going to happen or feeling stressed or feeling angry or whatever is to, to just make a differentiating statement to the, to the baby and say, you know, mom's going through a hard time right now and has nothing to do with you. And I, and I have support that's incredibly powerful to support that early level differentiating and helping the mom be able to name what's going on 
and allowing the child to just be their very own selves or the, the baby be their very own selves. And then I would say, you know, just a lot of, um, I'd say around birth. Yeah, there is a lot going on with birth these days. I would say it's just very, it is so helpful to, again, these ideas of two layers of support. So the more the support, the better. Obviously, we don't want the room filled with people, but the idea that dad is supported or the partner is supported that, um, as much as possible, that mom is comfortable with whoever is birthing the child that I love doulas. Um, so I mean, I could say more about this, but I'm going to pause myself because I want to make sure I'm directing it where, where yeah, you'd like, yeah, mm-hmm. I know we could have a whole conversation, maybe mm-hmm. we'll have like a part B, but no, I think that's really important. And some things to think about, you know, mm-hmm. as you said, in our culture, you know, support isn't always easily accessed or available Mm -hmm. or maybe overlooked and there's a cultural you know especially i think you know a lot of women right Mm -hmm. like that they can do it all they Mm -hmm. they got this and so just leading into support i think is really important you know as as you're talking and thinking okay there's a language i think birth trauma right some of my patients might know like oh they were born they were blue or they had a cordial wrap or or yes emergency c-section or you know there was just you know whatever that may look like so yes uh, i guess where does pp and like how do they view birth trauma all right so again i will uh, i humbly try to represent this field um (laughs) so you, you know birth trauma is you know again there's birth trauma is just one place where there's trauma, right? The mm-hmm. birth, it can happen, uh, in utero. It can happen preconception. It can happen, uh, afterwards. And actually this is something that, um, I will do my best to explain, but my, I remember my teacher really discussing this, that quite often there, there are recapitulations. So something that happened in birth quite often is a recapitulation or reenactment of something that happened even earlier. So that, that takes an kind of expanded way of thinking about things. But I will say from my experience that things repeat, even things that you think are like, okay, that's not, uh, that was outside of my control or that happened from outside inside. But there's a way where, again, these things are repetition of earlier events. Um, so, so I'll just, I guess I can speak of like my birth. That's like a easy one. So for me, for instance, there was, so I was induced and, and then, uh, briefly put induced and forceps. Mm. So interestingly enough, so I was induced. And then if we look back to my conception, um, there were fertility drugs used. So induction, so Pitocin and fertility drugs have speed and a forcing current to them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so one of the things I need to navigate is I can have in my system speed and a feeling of like a forcing current without doing this work. It just feels like me and I, and I can, it would just, you know, feel overwhelming or anxiety producing. But again, the more that I have practiced this and studied this, the more that I realize, oh, this is, this is something that happened to me. This is not, this isn't my blueprint. This isn't my health. 
this is an imprint. This is something that got layered onto me. So part of my work is um, slowing down <laughs> mm-hmm. and also differentiating and, and dif- like, oh, that was then. And this is now, like, this is a key term here. That was then this is now that happened. I did have that experience and I can reference it in my body. And now I'm choosing something different. I'm Mm -hmm. choosing right to come in, in my own pace, in my own way. Right. And to come in with full presence. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so that's a reclaiming. And then I'd say the other piece just to complete Mm -hmm. this piece is that as for instance, forceps. So forceps is another kind of forcing. And so, you know, it is, uh, it can show up as actual headaches, right? It can show up as, um, something more subtle. I know for me actually just this morning and preparing for this, that I started to feel something at my head Mm. and I was like, Oh, I'm having trouble, like a little foggy feeling kind of heaviness. I'm like, Oh, this is, this is the old imprint. And so I just would gently actually kind of push those, push that influence out of my, my system because of that. Again, it's got a certain intensity to it. And me, this having choice and choosing to find my own way through this without the influence of the forceps and just saying that happened. And now Mm -hmm. I'm here now. It's like really, because again, the autonomic nervous system if I don't check it, it's going to write re it's going to keep repeating. It's all happening right now. It's happening again, right now. Mm-hmm. And, and so part of this work again is saying, okay, that happened and getting present in one's present body, present age, present time. I'm looking around as I say this, because that's one of the ways neurobiologically to get in one's kind of present present self thank you for sharing your story and you know people who can um you know probably some people who who are listening can relate and again it's a great illustration of those factors on this again you know this automatic part of your nervous system that always is like remembering you know this Mm -hmm. right from Mm -hmm. like it was programmed to feel this way and then you have to you know awareness intention and you know, healing allows you to be in a different pattern, be in a different blueprint, you know, navigate mm-hmm. differently. And so, mm-hmm. um, and then when you think about from the baby boomers and what they, their moms went through through birth, you know, you know, with all the drugs that were used, knocking out of women, you know, yes, and, uh, yes, birth, yes, you know, all of yes, that, right. And you know, when I um, I took a hypnobirthing class when I was preparing for Amory, and that you study the history of birth, right, and like you're. Mm-hmm. Like, horrified right yes and what women have gone through and then you see like then that generational pattern yes you know, yes you're like wow like we're just just seeing unhealed you know <laughs> you know birth dramas you know like even present day what we're all going through so i, I just feel like as we're reshaping medicine i mm-hmm. think this has to really be in the forefront of you know the conversation right from the you know the preconception to the pregnancy process to the birthing process and then all of the perspective you know lenses that we can look at our life through as we you know look at our own birth story so i i think yeah i think it's a i think it's really powerful work and it gives us a huge perspective and narrative to see our life and our patterns mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. 
So I guess I would say, Kay, like as we're you know, giving, making this tangible for people, mm-hmm. I want to, of course, share information like the resources you um, shared and you know, how people can work with a practitioner. But maybe as we're wrapping up, like if people want to like have a session, like what does a session look like mm-hmm. when you do this mm-hmm. work? Yeah. I'm going to speak from kind of two hats. So uh, on one hand, like for instance, for me, I, I incorporate this work into like my acupuncture practice. And so that's one way of doing it is, is to just kind of be, we'll say PPN informed, and then I'll do maybe a short form of this. But if someone say does a session, a full session, um, which I do. And then there are also, um, you know, many wonderful people who practice this, um, who I love. And, um, so typically I, I, I came up with a little bit of a map here because, um, I realized that again, there's a lot of this, it's sort of intangible, but there is a form and to the work. And so if someone were to come in and, or, on zoom do this work. So basically what happens is that there is a dropping in a settling, uh, presencing. So there's a way where we establish connection with each other. And, um, actually you did that beautifully with me in the beginning of this podcast. It was really beautiful. It was really, you know, doing one of the key principles. Like we want to be connected. Mm. I mean, sort of like, of course, but it doesn't always happen. How many times do people go to see a, sorry, I love, I, I don't want to speak poorly of Western medicine, but some practitioners who doctors where there's, there's no connection, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's really hard. So, so we get connected, we get connected with ourselves. We get connected with the other person. Um, and, and so that's, that's the dropping in settling and the presencing. And then, um, the person brings the challenge. So like the challenge varies, it's like, what's going on for them. And it can be something small. It can be something big. And then typically what I'll have uh, people do is do uh, intention setting. So sometimes this is easy for people and sometimes it's hard. And some people have wounding in intention setting. And quite often those are people who were also conceived in a way that maybe there wasn't intention. So when they come in to do intention, it can be really foggy, wobbly, difficult. Mm. So, so intention setting, it's the arrow. It's, it's, where do you want to go? What do you want for yourself? Right. Mm. When I work with needles, I'll sometimes say, you know, the needle is the intention, you know, then we go to relevant history. So, you know, what, what kind of, this is where as practitioner, we get a little bit more information, like what, what happened here? What happened before this? We get really curious. There's lots of slowing down. There's lots of, um, again, very curious, um, uh, sensing. Um, and it's here that kind of the imprints start to reveal themselves. So the imprints, uh, again, are these sort of repetitive, unyielding nature or habits of thoughts, habits of feeling tones. So, so we start unveiling some of these imprints. Okay. And then again, this is sort of hard to explain in this setting, but again, I'll I'll keep trying here that, that then there's again, this, this, uh, power in, in naming. So as practitioner, we just sort of name, okay, 
I'm noticing this, I'm hearing this. It's sort of breaking it down where we're able to name sort of what we're sensing, what we're feeling, what we're noticing. And also as practitioner, we're watching somatically, like what's going on for the person, right? How, how are they moving their bodies? How are, how is the energy in the room? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and at a certain point, there's something that we would call um, a somatic drop happens. Um, I don't know why it's called that, but that's the term that we use. And uh, somatic drop is, is where um, something opens, something shifts, something slows down, uh, opens in the field. And that's where as practitioner, usually we go, again, we go in very, uh, I'd say, Comf- uh, with tone, but also very gently. And we begin to notice, well, we actually invite the person to notice what are they feeling? You know, what's happening inside of themselves. And it's amazing how that simple step awakens so much that there's a way where someone can notice something that's, that they're feeling inside of their bodies. Sometimes they'll have, um, Sometimes I might ask, okay, what does this remind you of, right? A person, a place, an event, something from a previous, previously in your life. What does this remind you of? And almost always there's something there. Mm-hmm. And then typically at that point, there'll be a, a recognition. Okay. That did happen. And so part of my role is to be like, yeah, that, that did happen. Um, and then pendulating from that happened to, and now you're wanting something different for your life. Mm-hmm. It's, it's right there. I mean, my fingers get tingly just saying that because it's like it, that is so small, but so big. It's like, oh, this is something that's in part of my history and I'm wanting something different and having someone there with you, supporting you in naming that was then, and this is now, and being able to, again, pendulate from the, from the wound and pendulating to, I'm wanting something different or pendulating to, um, to perhaps even if it's difficult material, pendulating to me as practitioner, where I'm holding a really steady place and a real embodiment of, um, of, uh, health or that place of, um, I've got you, I'm right here with you. Mm -hmm. And it's a way where one is able to touch into that old material and then, and then be able to, again, come back to, to health. And there's again, something so powerful. It's so simple, but again, it's so powerful in that, the nervous system starts to create new pathways, right? The, mm-hmm. the lower brain, midbrain start to connect to the high brain. Just in that process, there's something that gets connected where there was something not connected before. Anyway, I, again, I can say more, but I'll, I'm going to pause myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, a beautiful framework and, you know, explanation of process. And, you know, as like, obviously, as they train, you have these steps, right? And, this, you know, the process and then it's, um, I know with your background and the work that you do, it's just this really 
you know, it's this other sense that you probably develop and, you know, yes. what you're doing, but it's like yeah. so, you know, natural with how you can read the, you know, the field of energy and information that's, you know, communicating with you to help uh, get to the root of these imprints, you know, so exactly experience that and you're very gifted and, um, no, it's, it's really beautiful work. Kaya, um, you know, I, I know we could talk all day about this and I guess, um, I, I think we're, you know, at a good place to, you know, wrap up because we've introduced the topic and shared mm-hmm. a lot about, you know, the beauty of this work and how, yeah, how it can really be that root cause mm-hmm. of uh, someone's whatever's in them, right? Or mm-hmm. if it's physical or some other roadblock in their life. Is there anything else on your, you know, your heart or your mind that you wanted to share as we wrap up? Mm, that is a good question. Um, um, I think I'm just right now actually just appreciating the, the work that you're doing. Um, <laughs> um, I'm appreciating, um, you know, your, the collaborative model, the working with other, you know, other practitioners. Mm-hmm. I'm really feeling, um, like in my own experience of working with other practitioners and modalities that, uh, it really does. It's something that I find that, uh, the, that it does take a quite often a number of people working together. Um, and I feel like that right there is such a powerful fulcrum of healing when we have, you know, a number of people on the same page working together. And, um, and I feel like, again, with the introduction of like the PPN preparing natal material that, um, that and and having that be um accepted and and uh, you know understood that this is something that can then really i'd say deepen that kind of collaborative collaborative work so um mm-hmm. i feel like that it is going to take a number of people working together to um work with some of these you know situations that that are very you know come complex. Mm -hmm. And I feel very, very optimistic about what I'm seeing, you know, that I'm seeing healing happen and I'm seeing some very powerful shifts happen when, again, this is included when the earliest kind of imprints are included in considering health and wellness. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, I love that. It's beautiful. And again, you're tying it back to your inspiration of reshaping medicine, right? It's like Mm -hmm. that their care team and yeah. um, really having this as one of the um, components of yes. acknowledging our perinatal, pre and perinatal mm-hmm. healing that has to happen. So, well, um, no, I, I just love um, all the information you shared. And I know that a lot of people are probably thinking about making all these connections in their life and their birth and all of that right now as they're listening. And so can you just share, you know, with people, if they want to work directly with you mm-hmm. or kind of the network that does yeah. this work, how people can find more information. Yes. Yes. So I do do this work. I have, um, yep. I have a website. Um, I think it's going to be posted with yeah. my information. Yeah. So I have that and I, and probably, um, I'm looking forward, I think in the fall, I'm going to have some more room in my practice. So I'm looking forward to having more time and space in the, in the fall to make this kind of make it happen. And, um, you know, I'd say a good resource would be to, um, 
It's interesting because as a community, I don't know of a central database, but um, I, I would reference MyrnaMartin.com, M-Y-R-N-A, Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N.com. And then also, um, I don't know her website off the top of my head, but Kate Wilson, W-I-L-S-O-N. She has uh, developed a um a website where she's bringing together a lot of different types of PPN practitioners. She's a, she's a hub. She's lovely. And she um, has a lot of classes that she's offering. And so she's someone who I would say is a, also a good resource. So I'd say those are, those are the main, um, the main resources that I would recommend. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll have all the information about your website and mm -hmm. um, your info as well as the other links um, in the show notes. But mm -hmm. um, I can't thank you enough for your time and the beautiful mm -hmm. work that you're doing and sharing that today on the podcast. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Same to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Kaya Hedberg. We have all of her information in the show notes if you want to learn more about her work. And if you're interested in becoming a patient at Eminence Health, please check out our website, eminencehealth.com. Have a beautiful day.